0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of How Good It Is, the show that takes a closer look at songs from the rock and roll era, and we check out some of the stories behind those songs and the artists who made them famous. My name is Claude Call, and I'm not tanned, but I am rested and ready. Remember to check out the website, howgooditis.com, and the Twitter and the Instagram, and of course, of course, the Facebook page, which you can find over at facebook.com slash how How Good It Is Pod. Okay, today's trivia question is kind of an easy one, but who knows, maybe it will trip you up anyway. Nancy Sinatra's These Boots Were Made for Walking was not originally intended for her to record. So who was going to record the song before she talked them out of it? I'll have the answer to that question near the end of the show. So, if we're going to talk about the song Mr. Roboto, we have to put it in the broader context of the album, which was called... Kilroy Was Here. And the reason for that is because Kilroy Was Here was meant to be a kind of a rock opera and kind of an object lesson. Lead singer Dennis DeYoung envisioned it as an album and a stage show and and, and the show would open with a short film with the same title. Now, DeYoung was inspired by an incident in the early 1980s when the First Assembly Church of God in the town of Ankeny, Iowa, made it into the news by holding a rally where they burned record albums which contained what they considered to be satanic influences. And simply because of their name, Styx was among the church's targets. Now, for those of you who don't know, in Greek mythology, Styx is uh the name of the river that runs through Hades, and that's the underworld where the dead go, and one had to cross the river Styx in order to get into the underworld. So this put De Young on the path to thinking about censorship in general. Now, around the same time, De Young had been to Japan with the band, and he was pretty intrigued by Japanese culture, and specifically the robots that had been put to work in the factories there. He took these ideas and merged them into Mr. Roboto, the story of a robot-human hybrid who was called upon to save the world. So the overall story here involves a dystopian future, because they're all dystopian, where rock music is outlawed by a theocratic fascist government, along with an agency called the Majority for Musical Morality, or the MMM, led by Dr. Everett Righteous, who was played by James J.Y. Young. Dr. Righteous has imprisoned our hero, whose name is Robert Oren Charles Kilroy, performed by Dennis DeYoung. Did you catch the initials of that? Robert Oren Charles Kilroy thing there? Yeah, that's the quality of writing we're shooting for here. Anyway, so Kilroy is in jail and he notices that the workers have been replaced with robots called robatos. He learns that a young musician named Jonathan Chance, played by Tommy Shaw, is on a mission to bring rock music back. To whom or from where? I'm not sure. So, Kilroy disguises himself as a robot and manages to escape Dr. Righteous's prison. Thus, the song Mr. Roboto is the part of the story where the escape takes place, and at the same time, it's about the dehumanization of the working class. So, the song is basically the transition from the short film to the live concert, when the whole thing is put into a presentation context. At the end of the film, DeYoung uh, takes off the robot helmet and reveals himself to Tommy Shaw's character with the whole I'm Kilroy bit at the end of the single, at which point the story continues with the live band playing on stage. From a production standpoint, in order to get the robotic sounds on this record, DeYoung used a couple of electronic devices, which were brand new at the time. The first one was a vocoder, which wasn't ridiculously new, but it wasn't often used in pop music. And that's what gives us the Domo Arigato Mr. Roboto catchphrase. Incidentally, are you you having a tough time understanding that it's because it's in japanese they're saying and for the second time in over a hundred episodes i have to ask you to excuse my ridiculously bad japanese so what they're saying is domo arigato misuto robato mata ohimade domo arigato misuto robato himitsu oshirite." which translates to thank you very much mr robato until the day we meet again Thank you very much, Mr. Roboto. I want to know your secret. The other bit of technology was in fact so new that nobody had used it before in a popular record. And that was the robotic sounds throughout the song. And they were created by a Roland synthesizer that had an arpeggiator built in, which allows the player to hold a key and play a pattern. You can hear a similar use of the synthesizer present, uh, preset technique in Paula Abdul's Opposites Attract." Track. So... Where did the name Kilroy and the album title come from? I'm glad you asked. Back in the World War II era, the phrase Kilroy was here was a phrase that was graffitied pretty much everywhere in the 1940s. And it was usually accompanied by a drawing of a bald person with a big nose peeking over the wall. And usually you'd see his fingers grabbing the top of the wall as well. It appeared everywhere, especially in Europe, wherever American soldiers turned up. And, and nobody's really sure where it originated, but it was both peculiar enough and popular enough that Adolf Hitler began to believe that it was a code word related to some high-level allied spy. Kilroy is very similar to a, a World War I Australian graffiti signature named "Foo," as in "Foo was here. But at some point, the legends merged together and Kilroy became the one that remained in popular culture. Now, both the song and the album were very popular, with the song making it to number three on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one in Canada, but the fact is, the rest of the band was never really on board with the concept, and the band split up at the end of the tour. Tommy Shaw in particular didn't like the song at all and thought that Styx was alienating a big part of its audience, and it did in fact show in both album sales and ticket sales for the tour. When Styx reformed in 1990, Tommy Shaw was with the band Damn Yankees, so he didn't join them. However, Shaw came back in 1996, but shortly after that, Dennis DeYoung had some health issues and he couldn't tour. So the band replaced him with Lawrence Gowan. DeYoung never came back to Styx, he did tour on his own, and uh, the band carried on. However, from the time the Kilroy Was Here tour ended in 1983, Styx went for 35 years without playing the song in its entirety in concert, only maybe playing bits of it during a medley. But in 2008, they did return it to the lineup. J.Y. Young notes that it does get a huge response. Sometimes it's a few people giving them the finger, but other than that, it's done well for them when it appears, usually in the encore set. Now, it's time to answer today's trivia question. Back on page two, I asked you to identify the person who was supposed to record these boots were made for walking before Nancy Sinatra talked them into giving it to her instead. This one wasn't too tough, I don't think. It was the song's writer, Lee Hazelwood. Now, Hazelwood was already a well-established artist in his own right, and they had already done some work together, but she was looking for a solo hit, and she landed on this song, which he had written sometime earlier. Nancy told Lee that when a guy sings it, the song sounds harsh and abusive, but it's perfect for a little girl. So despite the fact that he had written the song based on something he'd heard another guy say, he agreed with her, and she got to record it. And of course, the song went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Now Hazelwood did record the song that same year with some goofy asides And originally I thought it was the same music track But in fact it's just a little bit different These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you This is the part of the song where Billy Strange raised his hand And asked if he could leave the room you keep lying when you ought to be truthful. And of course since then it's been covered many times by both men and women including Jessica Simpson who turned it into a top 20 hit in many countries worldwide including Australia and Ireland where it peaked at number 2. Now what's right is right but you ain't been right yet. And that is a full lid on another edition of how good it is. If you're enjoying the show, please take the time to share it with someone and maybe even leave a rating somewhere. If you want to get in touch with the show, well, you can email me at howgoodpodcast at gmail.com, or you can follow the show on Twitter or Instagram at howgooditis. You can also visit, like, and follow the show's Facebook page at facebook.com slash howgooditispod, or you can check out the show's website, howgooditis.com, where you might find a few extra bits. Thanks as usual to Podcast Republic for featuring the show and next time around, we're going to find out how good it is when we look at some songs that were inspired by books. Thanks for listening and I will talk to you next time.